1: Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello, my name is Terry. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am the Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a couple of people that are in the chat room. Divine Controller, a couple of guests. Welcome to the show. If you would like to join us in the chat room, go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Mark Jordan's uh, picture and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Hi, I am very excited to have saxophonist Marquell Jordan on the show tonight. He is set to release his debut project called Catalyst on Tuesday, October 29th, and it was 100% funded, funded by Kickstarter. So, Mark Whale, Mark Whale welcome back to Talking Smooth Jazz.
2: Hey, hey, what's up, Jazz
3: Queen? How you, how you doing? I am
1: doing well. I'm doing well and I have to say that I am so happy for you um with this debut project. I'm I'm very happy that it was hundred percent funded on Kickstarter and I am most, mostly happy that you are back with Brian Culberson. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I know I know you're one of uh, one of his biggest supporters and I think it was um it was it was rather interesting I think for a lot of people um, when um, I was on a hiatus for those six months so yeah it's good to be back it's been a lot of fun the new cats in the band are really really cool we just um, we just played two slamming shows on the Smooth Jazz Cruise um well we we really got after it it was incredible
0: it was really
3: incredible and then we just um, we just played this past Sunday at um, One of my favorite venues, uh, Thornton Winery in Mm Tennessee, California. So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, we we
3: had a ball. It was a good time. And Selena Albright is the good, the absolute good. Isn't she? She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 The girl is bad. The girl is bad. But you, hey, you're Mm -hmm. no slouch yourself. You are, you're one bad saxophonist and one bad vocalist. And, um, you know, we love you for all of that. So, um, this this CD Catalyst, uh, this has been a long time in the making, Mark <laughs> Yes,
3: it has. It has. Yes. Like, it's been a germ of an idea. Like, well, let me just try to start from the beginning. Like, my first year with Brian, you know, because prior to actually me joining Brian's band, I was just working in Chicago, just doing local gigs and, um, you know, just, just trying to make ends meet as a musician. And, you know, I was, I guess... Real serious cats would have probably just called me a weekend warrior because I was working a day job as well, but I always, always had the desire to do, you know, to, to, to be a musician. But when I got in the band, you know, we, until you go on tour and you're around artists that do this on a regular basis, it's just like the big mystery. You don't know if it's possible. You know, I, I had a really close friend, um, I went to high school with um, my man Yusuf Harris and he always mm-hmm. used to say man you could do it, you could do it, you could do it but I never believed
0: it for myself
3: so um, you know the older I got the more I believed it then I just thought well I'm in Chicago, there's not many avenues to do it. I got on the road with Brian and I saw a lot of the other artists that were out doing it and I was like you know I could do this, I could do it but
0: mm-hmm. there
3: was one guy who really sparked me to really start thinking about it and um, that cat was none other than the incomparable Mike Phillips. So he did the, wow. um, the the Christmas tour with us in 2008, and we got to be pretty close. And I remember in one of the conversations that he had with me, he said, dude, you're next. you got to get your project out. So that's when I seriously started doing it uh, or thinking about doing it Was 2008. And, you know, timing, life, you know, a little bit of uh, uncertainty, some fear, just things, things happen. So it just really didn't start to come together or really start to be something serious that I was doing until about two years ago. Um, okay. And that was when I got this first song from a really good friend of mine who also plays in my band, great producer, great drummer, uh, my man Kahari Parker. So he brought a song to me. he had an idea. Cause he really believed in me. He was just like, man, you just need to get out there. You just need that push. So him and a good friend of his, or he rather, and a good friend of his, uh, also producer, keyboard player, this cat, Andre Harrison, we call him Big J. They had a, they had a song, and we started working on it, and it was like, yeah, man, we could do this. We could do this. And it just it took a while to get going, but this year things really happened, and I just got really serious about it, and I was just like, I gotta get in the game, you know, because you can sit mm-hmm. on the sidelines and talk about, you know, I am going to do a project, and, this is going to happen, and, you know, time is is, is is not kind to anybody, you know, and the the situation where um, I wasn't with Brian band anymore, that really was a motivator. It was like, okay, now's the time. You can work on this and you can really um, focus on it. You don't really have any excuses now. It's, it's almost like, the uh, the universe and God is making a way to where you have no choice but to finish this thing. So, um, so it was about two years in the making, seriously. But it's definitely been something I've been
1: thinking about for a long, long time. Ah, yes. And but you also injured your Achilles um, tendon, your your foot as well. So you you needed time for that to heal um, as well. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Exactly. I mean. It's, that's pretty much what was the uh, motivating factor for me not being yeah. in, and Brian's band for the first half of this year. I was, um, I was on the smooth jazz cruise in January. Um, and you know, it was like new year's resolutions, man, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going I'm, to I'm work out this year I'm gonna work on this record. It's going to be cool. So we were on the cruise and you know, I usually try for whatever reason I try to work out when I'm on the road. I don't, work out when I'm at home, but I'll work out when I'm on the road. So I did a little bit of jogging around the around the ship. Uh I went into like the, the weight room and did like just some sort and calisthenics stuff. And I've always loved basketball but I haven't played since I got prescription glasses basically in, like the year two thousand. So mm. Rick Braun Rick Braun and uh Randy Jacobs, the guitarist, they were up there playing basketball on on the um, top deck. You know, because they're both pretty athletic. Rick loves basketball. So, you know, I just went up there to shoot around. And Randy kind of um, started messing with me a little bit. Man, let's play a game or two on two-on-two. Let's play two-on-two. Two. And I was like, ah, man, I ain't played basketball in 14 years, dude. I can't do that. Oh, come on, man. Come on. What You want to play? So I was like, of course, get your man called call out. I'm like, all right, let's play. <laughs> and so, Terry, I'm telling you, I had, I was having, like, a ball of the time I was having fun. I was guarding Rick Vaughn. I had a couple of shots on him. It was like, I felt like I was like 25 again. But, you know, I was starting to get a little more tired. And I don't know if anybody's been on a cruise ship or been on a basketball court on a cruise ship. The surface is more like a track surface as opposed mm-hmm. to like a basketball surface. So you really don't. You, like a basketball surface is a lot more slippery and you can move and, and you're like, your, your feet give give way a little bit more. But, like, my feet were getting kind of stuck to the ground, more you know, like a track surface. And, you know, you try to use, move laterally, you know, I, I couldn't really move my feet too much. I thought it was because I was tired. It could have been all of those things, out of shape, tired, surface. <laughs> but um, I tried to jump up, and I swear it felt like somebody stepped on the back of my foot. Like the same thing that Kobe Bryant said when he injured his Achilles, Like he asked the guy who was guarding him, did you step on my foot? And the dude was like, mm-hmm. no. So it was the same thing. I thought Rick Braun had stepped on my foot. And he didn't. He was nowhere around. So it, it was ruptured. And it got around the whole ship that <laughs> Rick Braun injured me. So I am here to set the record straight that <laughs> Rick Braun had nothing to do with it. Randy Jacobs had nothing to do with it. It was just. An old man trying to play basketball who shouldn't have been playing. <laughs> so I mean, but that it it took me about I was in the cast for a good eight or nine weeks. Then I was in the walking boot for about three weeks and I've been I've been uh, able to walk around and, and been able to do my thing basically since the beginning of April. I'm not completely at hundred percent it's the kind of injury that takes, you know, on average a year to get back to hundred percent, but I'm getting it. And um, well, I can't
1: complain. I okay. Well, at least you didn't have to have it. surgery.
3: Right. They just said it, yeah. and, and that was it. They just set it in the cast, and I didn't need to get work done. So okay. it was
1: all good. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So let's um let's talk about Catalyst, um the production, to your production team, and um your guests on here. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me about your concept for Catalyst. Well,
3: I had the working title for a long time as well. Like, I, I came up with the the title of the CD, like, probably about three years ago. So I was already talking about catalyst. and this is what I wanted to do and this is the, the title of the, the, the CD that I wanted to do. And um, I really just used that as a name because I felt like every person in my life and every event in my life has been, like, a catalyst for something Better for me, whether even if it was a bad situation, it led to me be becoming more wiser. It led to a greater situation. It led to more doors opening and me being blessed. So that's where the title comes from. Um, and I really didn't know how I wanted to do it. I had I had some ideas of who I wanted to work with, but I really I think the, the hardest thing for me and the challenge that I had was to try to figure out who I am as an artist because. I do a lot of different things. I play saxophone, I sing. I do a lot of different styles of music. I mean, if, you, if you're if you in Chicago, you, you, you are liable to see me playing with a blues band, with a straight-ahead jazz band. I could be with, like, an old-school R&B band doing that. I could be doing my project. Yeah, I could be with a wedding band, you know. It's like musicians, you have to wear a lot of different hats. So I think the hardest challenge that I had was to try to figure out how do I present Mark Will Jordan as a singular complete package and something that, that seems pretty uniform and that seems like the one direction. And mm-hmm. honestly, how that happened was I went, well, I had the one song that I got from Sahari Parker and, and Big J. And then I was on the Capital Jazz Cruise, um, I think later on that year, and uh, I, I wound up um, hanging out a little bit with Frank McComb. And uh, Frank McComb, for those of you who don't know, is an amazing, amazing artist, great writer, great singer, plays piano like Herbie Hancock. He's just a beast. And for whatever reason, he took a liking to me. So he reached out to me in the beginning of 2012 and he was like, hey, man, I heard you're working on the project. I would love to present you with, with uh, a track. So he presented me with a track. And it was the the first track that I actually completed, and that's the reason why I named his track Catalyst. I gave him the title track and they're like this, is the first song. Just you got it. I appreciate you really helped me like get motivated and focused to try to finish this bit. So, so I had those. I had him for a track, and I was going to actually try to get some more music from him, but um, it didn't didn't wind up working out um, for no reason other than just getting just getting back and forth with each other, but. I think it really started happening to me to get a sound again. I went in the studio with the band, with the band that I worked with, which is uh, Kahari Park on drums, Yvonne Jones, bass player, uh, my man, Marchin Fahmy, keyboard player, and uh, Jerry Johnson on guitar. So we went in, and there were some things that I, was, I had ideas that I wanted to do. There's a Global Washington Jr. song that I wanted to do that I really kind of fell in love with that I wanted to do. So we did that. There's a couple of original songs that I wanted to do. So we tracked a lot of those basic tracks um, around this time last year. And that started to be like the nucleus for the production and the sound. And then um, I wound up uh, meeting on the Capitol Jazz Cruise in 2012, Um, Chris Big Dog Davis, who produces for NASA. He produces for... um, now I'm drawing a blank from the guys he produces for. Love, he works for Kim Waters. He works with Phil Perry. He's just like a phenomenal producer. And, you know, he kind of liked what I was doing. And he's like, man, just come to Connecticut. I've got a couple of tracks for you. Let's check them out. And his tracks really got me focused because, you know, being in the studio with him somebody who was a seasoned producer and actually being in the studio with him um, and seeing how he worked and how he approached it. That just gave me a lot more confidence that, yeah, I was on the right track. I can put these tracks with the stuff that I was already doing, and uh, it felt really good. It it started to feel like this cohesive thing. And um, then for the the last couple of tracks that I wanted um, for the record, I've been working for a long time with um, a good friend of mine, DJ I.M.C. He's actually the one person who's kept me creative in an original way. All these years Even when I was not Feeling all that great About what I was doing As Mm. a musician You know He had Mm -hmm. He had a lot of projects That I played on You know Just some real soulful Instrumental Kind of hip hop based Stuff And I just wanted to Get him on the record You know Because I knew The stuff would be good And also As a thank you For just keeping me Focused All the time So you know So basically There's like Um Four producers Um So there's DJ there's Chris Big Dog Davis, um, there's Kahari Parker and Big J, and myself. And that's the team. You know, and um, I was able, once I got back with Brian and we we talked about what I wanted to do and he was real supportive about stuff, he was like, you know, whatever you need for the record, I got you. So I got him to play on the track as well. So I'm super Mm -hmm. excited about that, you know. So it, it, it just... It all came together, and the energy behind everything just, you know, even when I started to doubt it, the energy and the spirit behind people believing in me made me believe that this was really going to happen. So I'm I'm super excited about it.
1: Well, I am just as super excited about this new project, Catalyst, as you are. Um, I have a couple of questions from the chat room, and I just got a phone call, so let me take the call first. I'm area code 847. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz, and meet Marquel Jordan. Hi, um, this is Sheila,
2: and um, I'm calling in to congratulate
3: Marquel. Hi, Sheila. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good? good. Thank you. There you, there I you am
1: great. just, I am just, you know, thrilled about the Catalyst album, and I'm going to promote it as much as I can, and I can't wait till it comes out because
2: it's immediate, you know, head bobbing music, and it's mm-hmm.
3: awesome. Yeah.
0: Wow. I just wanted to get it. You.
3: you have a lot of support. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, when is going to uh, uh you gonna have your your party? Yeah. To, um, you know. We will definitely be having a CD release party. Um, you know, it, it took a little minute. It took some time to put that together as well because I was out of the country basically for a week.
0: Mm-hmm. You would
3: be trying to do all the finalization for it. But the CD release is going to be the day after the album is released. So we're looking at next Wednesday, October 30th. Um, it's mm-hmm. also going to double as my birthday celebration as well. <laughs> so, um, I and it's going to be in Chicago on the south side in Brownsville at uh, the Parkway Ballroom. And it's going to be from 7 to 11. You know, um, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of having a performance, but definitely DJ and will be there. We'll be playing the record in its entirety. We're going to have food and it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a really, really good time. Um, and we're going to start uh, doing a promo for a lot of that and getting the word out um, tomorrow and later on this week. But yes, October 30th, 7 to 11, at, at the Parkway Ballroom on uh King Drive in Chicago.
2: Great. Thank you so much, and congratulations again.
3: Thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hope to see you there.
1: I will. I will. I'll be there. All right. Thank All right now. Thank you for calling, Sheila. Okay, so we are talking to I know, I'm talking to Marco of Jordan He has a brand new CD Set to release on Tuesday, October 29th called Catalyst If you would like to call in and talk to him The number is 646-716-5485 646-716-5485 Let me welcome those in the chat room Black Coffee, Divine Controller Who's made a couple of comments About your basketball playing Um, Farnell Newton has also (laughs) Farnell Newton has made a comment about, you know, you're you're better at playing the saxophone than basketball. (laughs) And uh, Renata Stewart and and a couple of guests. So welcome to the show, everyone. All right. uh, The first question from the chat room is from uh, Tamara. She would like to know, will you get a chance to step out with some of your songs on the road?
3: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. Um, that's really kind of, you know, once we, um, once Brian sets the show, it's kind of set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think he, he's got, you know, Selena Albright is also in the band and she has a project out as well. And, you know, then if he puts one of my shows, one of my songs on there, then he needs to put, he, he put one of her songs and so on and so forth. So it, it becomes a slippery slope. I guarantee you though, after you see us with him, it will make you want to buy whatever we got.
0: So mm-hmm. whether
3: we do something or not, um, it'll it'll still be all good. And Selena's doing; she just did like the Catalina Jazz Festival. Um, actually, she did two shows, and um, she she tore the house down, from what I heard. So she gets a chance to get out and do her thing. And um, I know that I've got a couple of shows booked in Detroit uh, coming up in November. Um, And, you know, I think if you really want to hear us do what we do, it'll probably be more along the lines of us getting out there and getting on the road and doing our thing. So uh, hopefully that answers the question.
1: And I'm so excited to um, see you this Saturday here in Las Vegas um, since your return with the band. So I'm excited to see you. Definitely, definitely come out after the show to the lobby so I can hug and kiss you and all that good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I cannot well, right. wait to see you again. <laughs> all right. Um, Divine Controller has a question. How many tracks are on the album? Are there any tracks that are an ode to your favorite artist, and what's your personal favorite on the album?
3: Wow. Um, leave it to my man, Youssef Harris. That's, for those who don't know, Divine Controller is my best friend, Youssef. and he's a really good, I mean, Ben instrumental in helping me through this process. Um, so let me get to these questions. Um, there are ten tracks on the record. And, um, a personal ode to man, you know, there's, um, I didn't even tell my dad about this because, um, I really wanted him to be surprised when he heard the record. But I think the one song that that Brian Culverton actually is, uh, performing on is, is a cover of, uh, this R&B artist that was based out of Chicago in the 70s. He used to be on Curtis Mayfield's uh, uh, record label. His name is LeWay Hudson. And it was just a song that I loved hearing when I grew up. I figured I could do alright with it. Um, and the, the name of the, the, the track is When You Smile. And um, we went in, we did it live. Um, I got D'Angelo's guitar player, Isaiah Sharkey to play on it, Brian's on it. It's just, it's, it's just a great record. And I think, if anything, it's just the ode to how I grew up, you know, and uh, really showing appreciation to my parents and especially my father, who really, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be a musician. I mean, his passion for music is exponentially higher than my passion is for it, but I happen to have the ability. And, you know, he, he loved music and he has a little bit of music ability, but not as much as I do, so I feel like that's probably... The biggest tribute I think Of the record And um, Man Picking a favorite song At this point It's hard Because I go back and forth I love the tracks I did with uh, Big Dog With Chris Big Dog Davis I love the track That I did with With Frank But you know then, then I think about The stuff that That I did With my band And we went in the studio And it was Completely my vision Like both those tracks have their special parts to me too you know it, 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 it's I don't know it'll it'll probably switch around I'll probably like when you smile and then I'll probably go back to We're Getting There which was on that which was on the previous record that I did but we did a live version on this record or I might go to um, the last song that made the record which really came up in a really organic beautiful way a song called Life So Beautiful It just you know it's, it's going to be all over the place. You know, I just, the one thing I will say is that this is a project that, from start to finish, from track one to track ten, is music that I really feel proud about, that I feel proud um, presenting to the world as me. And um, it's something that I, I really don't care what song people like, because I love all of them. You know, it's all good with me. It's all good.
1: All good. All right. Well, Lori just came into the chat room and she says, "Marquell, Marquell." <laughs> That's her greeting for
3: you. <laughs> now, who started? Who started that? Now, who started? Was it you or was it Lori? Because I know somebody
1: started. Well, what had happened was, <laughs> I apparently um, when we saw you, you guys at um, Newport Beach a couple of years ago, and. Uh-huh. Um, you were you were singing um, Skies Wide Open. And right. Lauren tell me that I started saying Marqueille, Marqueille. I don't remember doing that, but that's what they tell me. So I've been rolling with that ever <laughs> since. <laughs> and
3: that's, that's hey, how we greet hey, you now. That's, <laughs> that's how it. we greet you. Yes, I mean, yes. And I'm looking Thank at Lauren's responses online. she got me dying over here. Yeah, she was hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious!
0: That's
1: funny. Yeah, she said you were the one kept. Do- she said you were the one that kept doing that. Markwell, Markwell. I said, okay, I don't remember, but I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with that. And hey, then you know, that's- and that's how it happened. That's how it came. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Terry. Hey, Markwell. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Mike? How you feeling, man? I'm
2: okay, I'm okay, brother, and everything. Glad to hear your voice on the phone. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. good thing. With some new yeah. music too. That's hey. We and Terry have been talking <laughs> about this for a while. Like, yeah, we we granted you got some new music, man. Some music. Period.
1: So we're ready to hear this music, man. For real. All right. Yeah. Well Thank speaking you, of which we're gonna start with Butters. Tell me about Butters. Okay. This is the
3: um this is the first track on the record that it was like the first song that I got it wasn't the first one that was completed but the first uh song that my man Kahari Parker brought to me and uh, he's like man I have an idea for this one you come and we can uh come to the studio and we can kind of vibe out to it and see what we get to it and um I named it butters because we always joke about them old Martin episodes so this is okay. We would always joke about that episode that Tracy Morgan was on as Hustle Man when he was playing Pick Up the Pieces with a saxophone and he had it because we wanted a mouthpiece and he's trying to get a record deal. So he's like, oh, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this, Chief. This is butter. This is butter. So that's how the name of the song came up. But it's a nice little funky little type of thing, and I think you guys will enjoy it.
1: Okay. Now I have a, a message for you from Carol. I'm um, Boney fan. Um, she just texted me. She just wanted to say, Marquell, sorry, I didn't get the chance to chat with you on the cruise, but I did sit in on your set for a while. You are an incredible, well-rounded talent, and I wish you all the best.
3: Oh, look at that. Tell her I said <laughs> thank you. And, um, but I saw her on the first day of the cruise, and we got a chance to chat it up a little bit, but um, there's always so much going on on those things. It's hard to run into people. Like I had my cousins who were on there, and I didn't really get a chance to hang out with them until, like, the very last day. So it is all good. Thank you, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Carol.
1: All right. From Mark Wells' new CD, Catalyst, this is Butters. But us from saxophonist Marquell Jordan's brand new CD Catalyst. It is scheduled for release on Tuesday, October 29th. Definitely pick this up. Um, check out Marquell's website, com. Follow him on Twitter under the same name and on Facebook. Um, so Marquell, um, I want to read a couple of um, reviews uh, for you uh, Mike Phillips says, Mark Jordan is one of the most versatile saxophonists in the game today. Gerald Albright calls you a singing fool. And Dusty Groove America, a 21st century update of the Stanley Turrentine ethos. Now, what does that mean, Stanley Turrentine ethos?
0: Well,
3: um, I was real, real uh, humble when they wrote that one. Um, you know, I think Stanley Turrentine is one of those jazz artists that's like you know, he was a precursor to, like, smooth jazz, you know, before they called it smooth jazz. he Because he could play, really he was like, he played everything, you know, but he really could swing and he really played very soulful and he put a lot of, uh, there's a lot of groove in his playing. So, you know, if anybody could hear just a little bit, with Stanley Turrentine and my plan, then, then I think I'm on the right track. I mean, you can't
0: mm-hmm. you
3: can't be responsible for a song like Sugar that I don't care from here until I leave this earth, until other generations of other musicians leave this earth. Every jazz musician is going to play Sugar. It's just like a rite of passage. You've got to play that song. And, you know, as many people play it, n- none of us can play it like Stanley Turrentine played it. None of us. <laughs> we could we could sound great doing it, but you know it's never going to have that feel that Stanley has. So um, I think that's probably what they were trying to get at. It's just that you know my playing might have reminded them of that feel of, and that sound that he had when he was really popular in the uh, '60s and the '70s. So that's that's like whoa! I really appreciate that com uh,
1: that comment a lot. Okay, uh, Farnell posted in the chat room that he's um, told you that many times.
3: Yeah, Farnell is my mm-hmm. new and, and uh what's up, Farnell? I gotta say what's up to my guy.
1: Uh Farnell is
3: um Mike Phillips' trumpet player. He also is currently touring with uh Jill Scott and I've had the pleasure of working with Jill Scott this summer in, in two shows, um, summer for Mr. Phillips. And um it just Farnell is one of the greatest musicians that I know. He's got a record out that's been out for a while entitled class and sessions. He's working on some new stuff now, so y'all make sure y'all support that brother. Great musician, great spirit, just a good dude. So, uh, you know, he can mess with me all he
1: wants. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me welcome to the chat room, Lee Taylor. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Now, you brought up Jill Scott, and I was going to ask you about that. Um, You got the phone call from Mike Phillips um, to sub for him on that. How was that?
3: Man, (laughs) <laughs> incredible it, it was incredible um you know it's he called me He was like and actually you know because i um because i was not not working with brian for most of the year um you know i actually had to go back to work so i was like working a, a day job while i was setting up a kickstarter campaign and all of those kinds of things um so you know just a real kind of humbling kind of crazy summer but uh so I'm at work and where I worked it was like, you know, prison. You couldn't really make phone calls. They didn't want you to take phone calls, no texting, nothing. I was like, man, I gotta get out of here
0: quick. Mm. <laughs> so but
3: I got I got a text from Mike Phillips. And when Mike calls you, you kinda have to take the call, you know. So um so I, I called him back or he called me real quick and he's like, Hey man, what are you doing on uh July thirteenth? I was like, uh, nothing I can't get out of. What is it? He was like, man, he need you sub for me on a Joe Scott hit. And I was like, what? Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it was just that quick. And um, he, the one great thing about Mike and Farnell can attest to it is if he thinks you have the ability, he's going to try to put you in a situation. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to try to help you out. He's one of the most selfless artists that's out there, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they – you know, some artists, they're, they're into what they do, and they don't necessarily not want to help you, but they're into what they're doing. So they're not really necessarily looking out to, oh, let me put my man on and let me do this, let me do that. But Mike is always kind of looking for an opportunity to help out guys that he knows can do the job and that, you know, that could use the outlet. So it was an amazing experience. Uh, I, and I got to play with her in Chicago at the Case of Chicago. So... It got around on everybody. I, you know, I posted about it on Facebook. I couldn't stop talking about it. You know, but like when they actually, when I was actually able to say my name, and Jill came up and introduced herself to me on stage for the first time, and I said who I was, like there were people in the audience like screaming for me. I was like, "Are you kidding? This is Jill Scott. Mm. Like, what are y'all doing? This is like so." <laughs> it it was a great experience. And, like you know, I've worked with, I've worked with a lot of like legendary artist but I would have to say um, for an artist to be like popular in their time and like the highest profile that I've probably ever done that it. working with Jill Scott like she is of mm-hmm. this time she is in this time she's in my peer age group you know like people love her so it, you know we we did Face Chicago and then we did uh, Birmingham Alabama to the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the 50th rather, anniversary of uh, the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church. So okay. she was involved with that, and we played the show with Charlie Wilson, you know, and it was like, it was crazy. It was just a great experience. I hope I get a chance to work with her again in the future, but if I don't, these two times that I had with just like major, major, major blessings, and she was a sweetheart. The band is ridiculous, and we just they just get it in on stage, and I was just really trying to be a part of what was happening,
1: and it was real cool real, real. Oh, that is awesome that is awesome okay um, a question from the chat room Don aka Detroit Diva 16 um, she says okay. that she had the pleasure of meeting you over the summer in Atlanta and hearing you perform in Detroit what can we expect from you at your upcoming shows
3: in Detroit um, definitely going to be doing um, a good portion of the material for the record um got to get that stuff out, you know, Not that not I have a product to promote, you got to play the, the music in the shows, and, and um. so I'll be doing a lot of that, but also you will doing music that, that people will, will recognize and will know, and, um, you know, it'll be a mixture, you know, I never, if I'm doing a show, I never get on stage without doing some singing, so I got to do some singing, so it, we'll be doing some vocalizing, and, you know, I'll be stretching it out and playing, and... and One thing I will definitely guarantee as well is that um, the guys who play with me in whatever band that I'm in, whether I bring my own band or whether I bring, uh, I use guys from um, the city. I think I'll be using some some cats that are based in the Lansing and Detroit area. I'm going to let them cats play. (laughs) You know, um, I'm definitely going to let those guys play and fill the groove and get into it because I think music really should be a communal thing. It should be very communal and it should be, people should feel a part of it. They shouldn't feel like, well, we're just playing with this guy and he's going to get all the solos and we won't get to do a good chance to do anything and pick up a check and just nail it in. No, I want I want the musicians to be a part of it because when they're a part of it, it kicks me into a different level. And the audience vibes off of that stuff too. So
0: right, too right.
3: slam the band and just me giving my all and, 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 and just trying to give, put more of this music that I'm putting out to the world so you guys can hear it and enjoy it. That's, that's what it is. Okay.
1: All right. I'm going to play the next song, um, When You Smile. I have a couple of questions from the chat room from Lisa and Divine Controller, and I will get to your questions after this song. Tell me about When You Smile.
3: All right. This is uh, the song I was uh, talking about earlier. This is uh, the Leroy Hudson track, It's Like a Deep Dusty. Mm-hmm. It came out in the 70s when I was a, a wee little lad, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. this is a track that – um that Brian Cove is, is featured on our piano, and he laced it. He likes to be, did a great job. Hope y'all dig this.
4: of love beam from your face. You, 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 you sweetest, sweet kids. Your sweet kiss, your sweet kiss, it just thrills me, darling. I really love to feel like this. You, you just stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, baby. I'll make everything
1: When you smile, from uh, Marco Jordan's new CD Catalyst, that is featuring Brian Culberson on keyboards. And uh, Renata says that she loves this. I'm sold. will be supporting, and she needs a video for this one. You working on any videos?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Renata, thank you, sweetie. Uh, I might have to. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's
3: definitely. Let's
0: go, yeah. All right. That's,
3: uh, okay. Man, that's great. That's great.
1: The, two, the couple of questions from the chat room, uh, Lee Lee, can you ask Marquell, what inspired him for the last song on snippet number two, you mentioned your daughter?
3: Okay, um, that's the Life So Beautiful track. That's the last song on the album. It's um, funny because I, I knew I needed, actually I needed some more songs to go on the record. I needed two more. I had eight complete and I was kind of under the gun and I wanted to work with DJI and CD to get those together. So he brought me the track in where we listened down to some stuff. And um, I was like, yeah, this is, oh, man, this is great. I need another vocal track. So, you know, I posted something on Facebook earlier that day. It was pretty, like, you know, I usually try not to get too political on it, uh, but sometimes I just have to. And and it, I won't get into what it was or what it was about and the responses, but it got pretty pretty heated in there. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was kind of checking that back and forth but then listening to the track and then trying to write to it. And then just the hook just came up, um, and the hook is, uh, um, can I find a way to escape this madness? Um, raise my people from all this, lift my people from all this pain. Raise my daughter to be a good woman, um, and trying to live a life that's not in vain. That's part of the hook, and um, you know it just kind of rolled out that way. And then when I went in, I recorded the hook first, and like engineer i m c myself, we just knew we had something it was just really, really just it just felt great, so I mean then my daughter' is an inspiration to a lot of things that I do, and the fact that she is so patient while daddy goes away and does the stuff that he does, and I know she worries about me, and you know she's just a bundle of love, and I just you know it felt good to be able to have something on the record that that references her, so um that you know. That might be one of my favorite songs for a little bit until it, it is something else. But it just—it's real cool, and um, I think it kind of speaks to what I try to be about and what I'm—the the way I'm trying to live my life too. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a great track. I think you guys will love it. It's—it's going to be the most different song on the record, but it's also one of the most—I think personal songs on the record too. It's, it's great. It's great.
1: Okay. Okay. And now, divine controller uh question is what was the most challenging thing about getting funded with kickstarter
3: um, the most challenging thing I think is to uh, a couple of things one, like when I first started it um in the beginning, you know people were excited about it, they see it, oh, it's great, yeah, that's let me support so like the first week, it was a lot of activity, and people were putting money down. Then, like, the next 20 days, it was crickets. <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> you know, it was just, like, water drips of it coming in and not that much, and then you just start doubting yourself in the process. And the I think the hardest thing, though, was just getting started, like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: getting to the point where it was, like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, because a lot of people, you could probably add, you could take a poll of people and say, what is the one thing that you hate to ask for? And it would money would have to be, like, in the top three, if not the number one thing. No one likes to ask for money. And you have to get over the fact that you're asking people for money because you're not really asking people for money. You're asking people to invest in your dream. You're asking mm-hmm. people to invest in you and to put a monetary uh, belief behind what you're doing and what you're capable of doing. So that was hard. Uh, Putting the video together so that I could present myself in a way that, you know, showed people that I was serious and I wasn't playing with this. you know, that was the second challenge. And then I think the biggest challenge was dealing with the ebb and flow of how the money came in and being patient, right, and and having faith that I was going to get funded because it was like five days left and I was less than half of what I needed. And the way Kickstarter worked is it's all or nothing funded. Like uh, you, you mentioned Indiegogo. Whatever you raise in Indiegogo, you get. But with Kickstarter, if you set a goal for, say, $10,000 and you get $9,000, you don't get any of it. So you have to surpass your goal, as a, you know, so you can get this, get what people are to. And it just, I was starting to get a little, little worried about it. And Brian posted posted about it. Um, you know, my really good friend of has been helped me out with the promotion of the CD Money Expense, posted a lot about it, and it just came in and, and people just supported and it was just like, you know, and I was at work and I stole money from them that day because all I was doing was checking my phone and checking when, so, oh, there's another $100. Oh, there's another fifty. Oh, I might do this. this is going to be great. And it was just like, absolutely exciting. And it was nothing but God. Really, nothing but God because and during that time, I really it was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. The mind control of my man used to want to just be faithful and just, this, this is going to happen. You didn't get this far, but it's not that. And you have to remind yourself. So, you know, I think that was probably the biggest challenge. So just believe and I have faith that it was going to work out. And it did. it did. I mean, and I have to thank all the people that supported and gave money and people that posted Brian and getting involved because he didn't have to do that, you know, and, mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. all the people who really got involved and got behind it because of them I was able to do this without your financial support without the pledges of uh, the Kickstarter backers. This record would not be out. It would be another year or two. Um, but now is my time. I really do feel that and I think everybody else felt that today. So, move to support and it's just a beautiful beautiful
1: thing how much did you end up raising
3: um i set my goal for eight thousand and i wound up raising um a little over nine thousand i think it's like ninety two hundred that i raised mm.
0: wow mm. yeah mm-hmm. it was great yeah wow. i have
3: spent every red <laughs> 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 it. it is gone it is gone you know and like, if you ask, like, the average budget for a record these days, even if, you know, whether you're doing it independent or if you're doing it um, with a label, the average budget is probably 15000 and that's doing the record on the cheap. So there were a lot of people that I called in a lot of favorites, and a lot of people did yeoman work for me, um, that, you know, for the average person, they probably would have charge top dollar, or they can charge me at all, and, and I have to say... And I appreciate the guys that worked on the record. I appreciate the producers, the musicians, all of that. You know, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's
1: a beautiful thing. I'm so happy it was funded, and you got the money that you needed. And now Catalyst is coming out next week, and I, I am so excited for you. I really, really am. Um, good job. Good job. Yes, all right. Thank you. Um, and you know, Mike, you and man, been...
2: I got to admit, uh, uh, Marquez, and the attorney's not lying because, you know, Soon when she told me that you were on the show and you had a CD, I'm like, he, I'm like, does he have a whole CD? So, you know, because we, we've had you on before, but you've only had singles and things like that. But when she said you had a whole CD, I mean, just like her, I'm like, yo, all right, cool. You know, I'm like, yo, we, we've been waiting for this for a while. So right. definitely we're both right. happy for you, man. And uh, like I said, can't wait to see you go on stage and do your thing now. You know, definitely.
1: hmm
3: Absolutely, man. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that though. But uh, we
1: got one more track to play, don't we? That's,
3: That's right. right.
1: Between the Sheets. Tell me about this one.
3: <laughs> this song, when I first heard this song, I was like, this one's going to change my life. Like, if there is a hit on this record, this is it. And um, I knew that it had to be a vocal song. And when I went back to Connecticut to finish it with Chris B- Big Dog Davis in August, I was like, yeah, man, this feels great. So I definitely wanted people to hear this, and it's on the sexy side. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think y'all can get
1: to it. That's a you love. It. Now, when I saw the title, I thought it was a cover of the Isley Brothers Between the Sheets. But when I heard no, it, I was like, I oh, no, that's not it. That's not it at all. Mm-mm. 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 Well, there's,
3: there's no uh, copyright against titles. So mm, <laughs> that was yeah. the title that uh, – that Big Dog had, and I tried to write around it. It took a while to get the lyrics together. Um, it actually took about eight months of procrastinating, and I wrote the lyrics on the plane, on the way to the studio, and that's how this stuff happens sometimes, but uh, it, it's great stuff. I love this song. I love it to death.
1: Okay, real quick, Divine Controller, what was the inspiration for this song? He wants to know.
3: Uh A Woman.
1: <laughs> you have to a listen woman. to the lyrics for sure <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah A, a, a woman,
3: a, oh, woman. Yeah. a beautiful woman I think we've all been in this space And, and felt this of, about Just the excitement about wanting to be with someone And spend some time with them And, you know, something that Kind of starts off to be maybe casual But then turns into something that's a little more meaningful that's, that kind of, mm-hmm. I think that's where the lyrics go Anyway yep. Alright,
1: between out. sheets um, <laughs> You're That was Between the Sheets from Mark Well's new D C D Catalyst. I like that one. Yes,
2: sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't it don't it feel that's right? One, that's right. Nothing like a good woman to drive you to, hold on, nothing like a bad woman that drive you to a good stone. <laughs> so. yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, very uh, nice, very nice. All right, so now you are going to be here in Las Vegas on Saturday with Brian and the crew. Uh, where are you going to yeah. be after that?
3: Um, we'll do that, and then the next day, on uh, Sunday, we play the Arizona Jazz Festival, um, which has a ridiculous lineup. I think we're playing on the same day that uh, um, I think Robin Thicke is playing that day and Keisha Cole is playing the day we're playing. So we're playing earlier in the day obviously we can't, we can't we can't mess with them kind of numbers <laughs> but uh it's going to be a good time and actually then we're off um we're off with brian until new year's eve and then we're playing in Huntington beach california new year's eve so then i come back here and i just gear up for uh cd release on the 29th and the cd release party on the 30th and uh, i'm just excited about that
1: super excited. cool Oh, all right, and tomorrow is Mark Coyle's birthday, so we wish oh, him a birthday, happy birthday, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. So yeah, Now,
2: thank now, you. now, are you going to be on the East Coast? When are you coming back to D.C.?
3: Man, you know, I'm actually, um, I do the um, CD relief party, and, and I, I usually I would be in D.C. or in the Maryland area uh, rehearsing with uh, Wayne Bruce and the Cats for right. the uh, Capital Super Cruise, but... I'm gonna wind up missing all the rehearsals, but I will be in Fort Lauderdale on the first of November, and then we take off for the cruise on the second. So, but don't worry, man. I, I love the DMV. I gotta be down there. I I, I must right.
0: be there. <laughs> that's right. I so so, that's right. So else. I'm,
2: I'm gonna need you and Farnell to call Wayne and tell Wayne to bring y'all in it and put something together, brother. For real. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. I know mm-hmm. Farnell will be all down for that, man. We'll make it happen. That's right. It's gonna happen. That's right.
1: All right. Yeah. All right, so the the CD is again is going to be released on the 29th. Um you got some digital downloads happening. When is that going to start?
3: Um the digital downloads should be available uh and I'm kind of wrestling with Disc Makers at this point. Okay. <laughs> uh those, those are the emails I was sending before I called in, but uh the everything should be live to download on CD Baby or iTunes on Tuesday the 29th. Um Okay. And it's not shortly thereafter, but the 29th is what we're shooting for and what I was promised. Yep. So it will happen.
1: <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Quell, we love you. I'm so happy that this new CD is coming out next week, Catalyst. Um, I can't wait to see you on Saturday. And, um, dude, congratulations on all of it.
3: Yes, Thank you so very much. And I, I appreciate and love you all, and thank you for keeping me keeping independent artists and music alive and keeping us bubbling out here. I mean, our reach is far, but your reach is further. And, um, you know, without you and without the wonderful people on this that have chatted and called in, friends and people that I don't know, it's just like, actually, it's all friends on here. I know everybody on, on the chat. Like, if it wasn't for you guys, there wouldn't be opportunity for for me to be doing what I'm doing. So I love you all and really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much.
0: Mark Quill, Mark Quill! <laughs> <laughs> one more
1: in, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's a song. That's
1: a song. We love you back, dude. We love you back. Um, congratulations again, and I will see you on Saturday.
3: All right. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to All
1: right. Marquell.
3: All right. All to right.
1: You. You, you too. You, still, you too. All right. Good night. Right. Saxophonist right. Mark Jordan, his new CD is called Catalyst. Definitely pick this up. It, it will be released on uh, next Tuesday, October twenty ninth. Tomorrow, October twenty third, is his birthday. So hop on Facebook and send him happy birthday wishes um, for sure. And on Twitter, and definitely you know go to his website Jordan dot com to uh, see all of his upcoming dates. And if he's coming to a city near you, whether doing a solo uh, show or with Brian, definitely get a ticket. Because if you have not seen Mark Hoyle sing and play the saxophone, you are missing out. Trust, you are missing out. Dude can definitely. sing. Brother yeah. can sing, okay? <laughs> and play the saxophone, but brother can sing. So definitely check him out. <laughs> All right, Mike, you have anything to add?
2: Uh, nothing else to add. Like I said, I love the music. Like I said, uh, you know, Coyle has been a friend of the show for many years now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I like to, say, so we definitely support Mark Quill and everything that he's uh, doing and going to do. So definitely, everybody, please take a visit to the CD and support this brother because, like I said, he is a phenomenal player and singer. So, yes, definitely. And he's a cool cat, too. So, got to throw that in there,
1: too. For sure, I'm, gonna, I'm going to close the show with the title track, Catalyst. Let me thank those in the tra- uh, chat room. Uh, Tam, Tamara, I'm so glad you were able to hang out with us tonight. Thank you. I'm Divine Controller, Farnell, the guests, Lily and Lori, uh, Renata, thank you all for tuning in and listening to the yeah. show. If you are listening to an archive show, thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. Um, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. This is the title track from Mark Wells' CD, Catalyst.